All right, we are live. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is November 5th, 2020, and this is week 92. If you've been with us for a while, welcome back to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. We always appreciate you guys tuning in week in and week out to see what thus is the Lord. And if you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm, a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. Um, we're doing something kind of different. Uh, we're starting a series and we're going to cover all of the principles of the doctrine of Christ. And as you can see from the title, this week's topic is going to be on repentance. What is repentance? You know, uh, <laughs> it's mind boggling, but it's kind of not at the same time. A lot of people, the majority of people actually don't know what repentance actually is. Jesus said in one place, unless you repent, you shall all likewise perish. And if I'm not mistaken, he said that twice in that same passage. And then we can take it over to the second chapter of the book of Acts, where they said they have killed that same Jesus that God had made. And they looked at Peter and the rest of the apostles and they said, men and brethren, what must we do? And the first thing Peter said is repent. So we're going to be taking a look at that and other things tonight. As always, we appreciate you guys tuning in. And if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, please let us know. We love the interaction. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. Thank you, Melvin. As always, we like to start off the program by saying a prayer. So if you guys are at a place where you can and will, uh, we encourage you to please bow your heads and join in with us. Gracious Lord, thank you for just another day in the land of the living. Lord, we try our best to not take these moments for granted because, Lord, you've blessed us with these opportunities. So, Lord, we say thank you first and foremost. Lord, we're praying for all the people uh, going through so many trials and tribulations. Lord, we know that it gets dark so often out there we're not talking about the nighttime lord it gets dark spiritually emotionally so lord even physically lord we're praying that you would continue to remind us in those dark times that there is joy in the midst of the storm so lord we're asking these many blessings lord we're praying for the bible study tonight that you would bless the hearers and the doers of your word lord that you would bless us to just promote only what you have to say lord and nothing of our own will lord we're praying that you would increase and we would decrease but we're praying these many blessings in your precious name jesus amen amen so melvin just mentioned that we're doing a series on the principles of the doctrine of christ and so paul told us about it in hebrews chapter 6 so without further ado we're going to go ahead and pick that up uh, verse one, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. We're not talking about leaving them tonight. Tonight, we're only going to establish these principles, primarily the first. So Paul says, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Uh huh. Let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Now, this is the first principle. He said, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. This is the first principle. So tonight we're going to talk about repentance from dead works. But let's keep reading so we can see what the other five are. And the faith toward God. Mm -hmm. 
of the doctrine of baptisms. That's, that's multiple baptisms. We'll get to that when we get to it. And of laying on hands mm -hmm. and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. So those are the principles. By the grace of God, we'll get to them if he allow. And that's actually what Paul said in verse 3. Read verse 3 for us. And this will we do if God permit. If God permits it, we'll make it to these. If God allows us time, you know, we take time for granted so often. We say, yeah, I'll do this tomorrow. I'll do this next week. I'll do this next year. I'll do this three years from now. We take time for granted. I'm not saying it's, it's nothing wrong with making a plan, but something I've tried to start doing was saying, Lord willing, because I want to make sure that I acknowledge that I don't have any power of my own. If God doesn't allow it, it won't happen. So, Lord willing, we will get to these principles uh, by the grace of God. So, we're going to talk about repentance from dead works. So, we find here repentance from dead works. Now, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of works that we do that are dead, meaning they don't profit. Now, this can mean sin or it can mean not a sin. It, it, it can go either way because we know sin. We know that's done in vain. We know God is not pleased with sin. But there's also things we can do that are not sin. And we better cover one first uh, because I've had people ask about it before. So we better go and get it again. We know a lot of times uh, people tell us that we must keep the law. People say you still cannot eat certain meats. People say you must keep the Sabbath. Let's go and pick up first Timothy four and four. I, I want to cover the. I want to cover a few things here because these are dead works. Now, this is the first thing God wants us to know. According to Paul here with these six principles. First Timothy, I'm sorry, go go back up to verse two. We'll start at verse two. Speaking lies and hypocrisy. Verse one. Oh, <laughs> now the spirit speaketh expressly mm -hmm. that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, mm -hmm. giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now, we're not we're talking about the doctrine of Christ right now, but there are going to be some. The scripture tells us some are going to follow the doctrine of devils because that's all it is when we're continuing to hold on to dead works. That's what the devil wants you to do. He wants us to do things in vain. He wants us to do things that don't profit us. So this is what we're going to find. In the last days, we know we're living in the last days. We see how the world is uh, even currently. We can look at the condition of the world today. We see so many people divided, even over the election, where we're wanting to physically harm one another because this person might win or this person might not win or whatever the case may be. But that's not the will of God that we would... Uh, want to attack one another verbally, physically. 
That's not the will of God. That's not the plan of God. But let's keep going. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with the hot iron. Now, this is what's going to happen in the last days. People aren't going to repent. They're not going to change from dead works. That's all repentance is. It's a change. You know, we're afraid of change. Change is one of the toughest things. People say, well, I'm just not used to that. It's change. We do not like change, even if it's small change. It's something something that may be so minor. We say, no, that just ain't me. I'm sorry. We don't like change. We're afraid of it because we're creatures of habit. So this is what we're going to find. And these are dead works. These are dead works that we should change from. Go ahead, Mel. Forbidding to marry. There's going to be people that forbid others to to marry. We shouldn't do that. Paul said, if we can't contain, it's better for us to marry than to burn. But it's amazing how we have family members, you have friends, you have people you trust their opinion. They'll tell you, no, 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 you better not get married. But they're okay with you having a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And they're okay with you sleeping together, spending the night at each other's house. They're okay with that. But if you say we want to marry so we don't sin, they say, hold on now. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What you got to do that for? Now, they're OK with you getting a house together. <laughs> but when it comes to the M word, <laughs> they said, don't do that. That's dead works. We shouldn't encourage others to not do that. You find that even with certain churches. Certain churches have positions where they tell the preacher, you better not marry. (laughs) You have to swear to abstinence. We don't find that in the scripture. That's dead works. That's the doctrine of devils. God wants us to marry. He says it's better to marry than to burn. It's God's will that we stay away from sin. So, Some are going to forbid to marry. We know that's wrong. Go ahead. And commanding to abstain from meats. Now they're doing this too. This is dead works though. Saying that, oh, you shouldn't eat certain meats. You can't have a bacon cheeseburger, a BLT. You can't have a slab of ribs. There's certain things that we say we just can't eat. Certain fish. You're not supposed to eat that fish. You can't have crappie. (laughs) You can't have certain fish. That's not of God. God did that in the Old Testament. It was a shadow of things to come. Now that Jesus Christ has come, we're no longer subject to these things, such as eating of certain meats. Because look at what Paul said. Which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. He said God created these things to be received. Now, this is only to those who believe and know the truth. There's some people who may have heard the truth, but they don't believe it. 
But this is the time that we live in. People say you can't eat certain things. God is not concerned with what we eat. It's not what goes in a man that defiles him. What comes out. Out of his heart. That's what Jesus told us. So. Eating of certain meats. There's nothing wrong with it. But let's keep going. Because somebody's still going to say that's not enough. So Paul said fine. I keep talking about it. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused. Paul said, don't refuse it. Every creature is good. I heard a preacher talking about how he's seen a worm recipe. <laughs> because we are allowed to eat the worms if you want to. Because God, the Bible tells us every creature is good. You can eat it. As long as you receive it with thanksgiving and do what, Melvin? For it, it sanctifies by the word of God and prayer. It's sanctified by the word of God and prayer. He told us to pray over our food. Pray over it. So if you want to eat worms, <laughs> you can eat them. You know, a lot of times we'll look at uh, certain races and they may eat rats or whatever animals we don't eat. Uh, particularly in the United States and we say it's something wrong with them but not according to God he said every creature is good we just don't do it in our custom but I can't go and say oh they're wrong for doing that I can't say that because they can come here someone else can come to the US and look at a food that we eat and they say we don't eat that where I'm from are we then wrong no, it goes both ways. So this is the time that Paul said we would live in. But these are dead works. Whatever you want to eat, God said it's okay. Just pray over the food. It's sanctified. God allows you to eat these different foods. I thank God for it too because... <laughs> I like the certain foods. I like I like stuff like shrimp. Anyways, we can come here for that. Let's move now to back to the book of Hebrews, chapter twelve, and let's pick up verse sixteen here because I pray that we know and understand and recognize that there was a there is a certain time that we have to repent there's a certain uh, time frame that God is allowing us now nobody knows how long God is going to give chances nobody can say oh God's going to give you one more chance and you're done nobody knows that answer only God knows So let's pick this verse up. Then. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Now Esau made a mistake. We've all did it. All of us have made mistakes. But 
The interesting thing is what happened after the mistake was made. Go ahead, Mel. Or you know how that afterward. After the mistake was made, mm -hmm. when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance. Now, he was rejected, and he found no place of repentance. If God opens the door, no man can shut it. And if he shuts the door, no man can open it. Esau found no place of repentance. We have a certain time where God is allowing us to repent. Go ahead, man. Though he sought it carefully with tears, the tears won't even matter. You know, tears will affect other people at times especially our parents if you're a child you're a baby when they see those tears when they hear you cry they come to the rescue but Esau he cried but it was not enough there's only a certain time that God is going to allow us to repent so we ought not take it for granted we should not take it for granted. <clears throat> so I want to go back. Go back to Genesis. Uh, I believe chapter four. Because repentance has been. A very. Important part of. Uh, life since the beginning of time. We're not going to go and get it, but even God gave Adam and Eve a, an opportunity to repent. He called to them, and Adam, they both hid. They hid from him. And then when God asked Adam what was it that he had done, he started pointing fingers at Eve. He said, it was the woman you gave me. He didn't repent. He didn't take responsibility for his mistakes. And we're still doing the same thing today. Let's keep, let's read down um, Genesis 4 and verse 1. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And she again bare his brother, Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. So we find the occupation of Cain and Abel. Cain, he grew crops from the ground. He, uh, Abel, he took care of the sheep, the livestock. So we see what uh, job they did. Go ahead. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Now we know when it comes to giving a sacrifice to God, all throughout the Old Testament, God requires some type of blood. We know that. So Cain, given the occupation that he was in, he brought what he had. He didn't try to go and get a sheep. He took an easy way. He said, well, I already have whatever it was he had. I don't know if it was potatoes. 
I don't know if it was greens. I don't know what it was, cucumber. But whatever it was, that's what he tried to offer to God. Go ahead. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. God had respect to what Abel had offered up to him. He offered the burnt sacrifice. Go ahead. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. God had no respect for it because there was no blood involved. Blood always had to be shed. Go ahead. And the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? God asked him, what are you angry for? You know, we get so upset as someone else when we mess up. We do something wrong and we get mad at someone else. It happens. So God asked him, why are you upset? Mm -hmm. If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? He said, if you do well, you'll be accepted. Now this is God granting an opportunity of repentance. He said, you can still do well here. You can go and offer the sacrifice that needed to be offered. He said, if you do well, you'll be offered. You'll be accepted. Mm -hmm. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. Mm -hmm. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. If you don't do right, you'll be in sin. And sin will control you. And let's see what Cain decided to do. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. Now, after talking with his brother, I don't know what the conversation was about. But I have an idea. Go ahead. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel and his brother and slew him. Killed his brother. Sin was at his door. Instead of repenting, he chose to go the opposite direction. But God gave him a chance. God has given us opportunities today. God wants us to repent. Because if we repent, he said he'll accept us. Now, we don't have all of our lives to do it. <laughs> I know we've seen on movies so many times someone on their deathbed. That's when they're going to repent. We better not be deceived by the movies. Because God knows what we're trying to pull. He knows we're saying, God, if you just give me the chance on my deathbed, I'm going to get right then. <laughs> oh, how we try to manipulate God. So God gives us this chance. He wants us to repent. Because it's not his will that any of us should perish. Jesus came to bring us life and that more abundantly. God wants us to live. But we have to repent in order to live. We have to repent in order to experience everlasting life. Let's move to Matthew chapter 3. Because... This was in the beginning.
And so sometimes we'll say, well, God doesn't require us to do that anymore. So we're going to bring it closer to our time. Matthew chapter 3. Let's start. Let's start at verse 1. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now that's what God sent his messenger, John the Baptist, who came before Christ to set the path. And John came and said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's still about repentance. So if we drop down, drop down to verse six. And were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. People came and they were baptized, confessing their sins. Uh huh. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come. He seen the religious people, what we claim to be today. He's seen the religious people. And he said, who warned you to flee the wrath to come? Uh-huh. Bring forth, therefore, fruits, meat for repentance. He says, show that you are genuine about repenting. You need to do something. You got to make a change. That's where we sit today. We still have to make a change because we cannot say that so-and-so is our mother. So-and-so is our father. We're in this family. We're of this nationality. We're of this race. We go to this church. We went to this school. He said, you, you won't be able to use these things to say that you're saved. Look at verse 9. And think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you, that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. He said, you can't think to say that Abraham was your father. And that's what makes you saved. And if it wasn't allowed for them, how is it allowed for us? We have to genuinely repent. We must repent. So I know that's not going to be enough for somebody. So let's go and look at what Jesus said in Luke 13. We'll pick it up at verse 1. There were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Now, Pilate has had some people killed. Galileans. Mm -hmm. And Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans because they suffered such things? You know, this happens. We have the mindset that certain people, they just had to be horrible people because something despicable happened to them. We have that mindset. Said, yeah, they got what they deserve because they were just such bad 
people. They said, you know, I'm not perfect, but I'm not as bad as them. They're such big sinners. You know, I've, I've, I've heard people say that about California. Whenever California is on fire, people say, oh, that's God punishing because they're such sinners down there. People say it today. Jesus cleared up all of these things. He said, do you think that they were uh, sinners above everyone else because they went through this? Let's see what his response was. I tell you, Nate. He said, no, no, that's not the reason the evil happened to them. It's not because they were so much more of a sinner than the next person. Uh-huh. But except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Jesus said, except we repent. He was talking to us too. Unless we all repent, we'll likewise perish. We'll be lost. He came to bring us everlasting life so none of us would perish. We're not talking about physically dying. We're talking about our souls being lost. It takes us to repent. Mm -hmm. Or those 18 upon whom the tower and Cilium fell and slew them. Think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? The tower fell. He said, do you think it was because they were so much more of us, so much more sinners than everybody else? Go ahead. I tell you nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. He said, if we don't do this, we're all going to be in trouble. So we, I, I wish we would think this when someone is trying to tell us where we're going wrong. Because so often we say, oh, don't you judge me. But if no one ever brings anything to your attention, how will we ever know? I thank God somebody brought my, my sins to my attention. It took someone to tell me because the whole day we walk around and we're looking at someone else. Because right now I'm not looking at myself. I'm looking out to someone else right now. Those who may be watching this, you're not looking at yourself. You're looking at us. So I don't know. I wouldn't know what's on my face right now. There could be something on my face. As long as I'm not looking at myself, I won't know. So God tries to show us what we appear, what our appearance is, what we look like because he wants us to be saved. So he said, we must repent. That's the message that Jesus taught. And now we're wrapping it up. If we move to Acts chapter two, Melvin quoted it earlier. If we moved Acts, if we move to Acts chapter two, verse 37, now, this is the first principle of the doctrine of Christ. This isn't the end. You know, God is way more than about, oh, you need to change from that sin. He's about way more than that. This is only the beginning. But if you don't get past this part, you cannot move on. You cannot. We have to get this part down first. So. Acts 2.37, 
Now, when they heard this. Now, after they heard the message of Christ and how Christ came down to suffer in our place, after they heard this message, it did something to somebody. Go ahead. They were pricked in their heart. It touched somebody. Somebody will be touched by the love of God. Whitney Potts said, "Correction, it correction in correct in love." Someone, someone will understand that God. The Bible tells us He corrects those, He chastises those that He loves. That's what a parent does. A parent is supposed to correct their child because if their parent doesn't correct them, <laughs> that child's in trouble. So after they heard about the love of Christ and what he did for us, and Christ told us to repent, after they heard about this, go ahead, Melvin. Again, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? They said, what do we need to do now? That's where we are. We're here to find out what should I do now? And as a result of Jesus' teaching, this is what Peter and the rest of the apostles said. Then Peter said unto them, Repent. Repent. That's step one. We must repent. I know so many times people have told us, You don't have to do nothing. That's what the devil wants you to think. I know even now he's, he's telling someone, Oh, no, they, they lying. You don't have to do nothing. You already saved. That's what the devil wants is that attitude that I'm already perfect. I don't have nothing to work on. God loves me just how I am. God, he, he wants us to make changes in our life. That's what God desires. So he said, repent. That's what Jesus came and preached. You know, Jesus is portrayed to be the most loving person to ever live because he is the most loving person to ever live. And his message was to repent. That's why they killed him. Because they didn't like what he was saying. You know, today <laughs> we leave the repentance part out. That's why so many people are saying, oh, how I love Jesus, because in their minds, he never said repent. But Christ told us to repent, and that's the reason Peter here says repent uh -huh. and be baptized. And we'll cover that on another night. He said, and be baptized. Mm -hmm. Every one of you in the name of Jesus for the. In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And we'll cover the Holy Ghost on another night. But tonight, we're just talking about the repentance aspect. We have to change. From things that don't mean anything. From dead works. We have to change from sins. So, we must remember that. 
we have an opportunity to repent. See, we have a comment there. <laughs> Witness says Peter denied Jesus Christ himself, and Jesus still took him back. Don't give up on him, and he won't give up on you. Amen. Praise God. Peter repented. Sure, he made a mistake. Sure, he denied Christ. We've denied him too. People love to say, oh, Peter denied him three times. How many times have we denied him? With our actions, doing things, unholy things, unspeakable things. We've did it. I can guarantee you we've did it. I know I have more times than I wanted to. But Christ still took Peter back in because he repented. He said, if you do well, you'll be accepted. God accepted him back. So what greater love is that? We talked about it one other time. You know, when we were in school, it's been many occasions where we take a test or a quiz or whatever. And we get problems wrong on the exam. And the teacher puts a big X on there and says, that's wrong. And the teacher says, you know what? I'm going to give you guys the paper back and give you another chance to get it right. Now, I have yet to see anyone in class get mad at the teacher and say, how dare you judge me and tell me I got this problem wrong? How dare you? I haven't seen anyone yet do that. The teacher gave us an opportunity to get correct. But when it comes to God and he gives us a chance to get right, we get upset. We said, don't you judge me. <laughs> That's how we act. When God does nothing but give us our exam back because he doesn't want you to fail. It's an open book exam. God doesn't want you to perish. It's not his will that any, any of us should perish. But we get mad when he give us the test back. We say, God, I want to perish. I don't want to get it right. I like how I've already did it wrong and I like it. How foolish would that be for us to take our test back? Take our test, hand it back to the teacher with the same wrong answers. We wouldn't do that. So why do that when it comes to God? He's giving us a chance to get it right. And we say, God, I just don't want to hear it. Don't you judge me. Don't tell me I got it wrong. I see we got a comment, Mel. Yeah, we got um, two of them from Whitney. Uh, For the Son of Man has come to do away with the ways of the wicked one. And God is a true father who loves his children. The last thing he wants to do is to kill us. He wants to protect us. And we're killing ourselves. He wants to protect us as any father would. Any true father who loves their children. So that's where we are tonight. God does love you. God telling us that 
he wants us to get it right, that doesn't mean he doesn't love us. That actually means he loves us. Because a father doesn't love a child if they see them make mistakes and never give them any advice on how to fix it. So at this time, I'm going to turn it back over to Melvin. Because I feel that uh, we understand what repentance is. We know. It's just whether we choose to do it or not. We know we have to make a change. But so often we just say, well, I just don't want to give up X, Y, and Z. But God will reward us if we did. So at this time, I'm going to turn it back over to Melvin. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I, I thank you guys for uh, listening. Uh, because it's important. It's so very important. I can never stress it enough how important uh, God's word is. So at this time, back over to Melvin. I see Whitney um, is on the road with the comments. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Keep them coming. Uh, she, uh, they say, oh, yes, he will give you a midterm report. Yep, mm -hmm. He definitely will. And if anybody else has any comments, questions, or concerns, you don't have to wait until the end. Just um, drop them down there in the comment section anytime you want, and we will address them as we see them. So if anybody else has some comments, then definitely feel free. Don't hesitate to comment them. And Whitney, you can keep them rolling on in. But what I would like to say is about repentance, I remember seeing a video a while ago. And this guy says, I'm I'm sorry for doing, hold on, we have one question. Um, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things in which I say, you know, no, that's definitely true. Um, I've talked to people before and they say, I'm doing this for God, you know, so he's definitely going to show respect unto me. I've, and that's how it went in the scripture. You know, what Whitney just brought up. Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things in which I say? Because in that day, people will come and say, Lord, I've done so many great works in your name. I've cast out devils. I've built so many big buildings in your name. And he's going to say, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, for I know ye not. So we definitely have to make sure we check out our salvation and get right. So, But like I was saying, I, I saw a video of this guy. And he was saying, Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got drunk. I did some ecstasy, if I'm saying that right. I went to the strip club, got blackout, did all kind of drugs. But you saw fit to wake me up again so I can do it all over again the next day. I'm, I'm like, wow. <laughs> Repentance is, is actually changing your ways. Like we, what we just read in the second chapter of the book of Acts when... um when they were alerted that they've killed Jesus, that God made both Lord and Christ. And they asked Peter and the rest of the apostles, what shall they do? And Peter said, repent, which means change your ways, change your way of thinking. Like Tony said earlier, we are definitely creatures of habit and we don't want to change. But for God, we definitely have to change our ways and get on track with him. And um, this is the first of the series. There are six total. Um, this one is repentance. Then we have faith towards God. 
and then the laying on of uh, the baptism and then the laying on of hands, which is the Holy Ghost. And then which one is next? The resurrection from the dead. And then the last one is eternal judgment. And I want to speak on judgment because a lot of people think when, when you're saying what they're doing is a sin, they think is judgment. And um, I'm reminded of an example that um, I heard a great preacher say, if I go to the store and I'll order some apples from the cashier and they go back and bring me some oranges, I say, this isn't what I ordered. <laughs> I ordered some apples and these are oranges. And they say, well, you can't judge me. Get out of my store. You know, that's how it is. When we come to talking about the word of God, I remember we talked about it a long time ago. The um, title of the live stream was condemnation, judgment and repentance, because a lot of people love bringing up the scripture and say we all have fallen short of the glory of God. We all have sinned and bringing up the case where um, Jesus said he who was without sin cast the first stone and they tried to justify sin. But what they failed to mention is what Jesus told the lady at the end. He said, go and sin no more. <laughs> that's that's left off a lot of the time. So we definitely have to stop feel like we're being judged because like Tony said, somebody had to tell him. Somebody had to tell me too of what I was doing wrong. And these are things that you don't want to hear at the time. But once you humble yourself and take heed to what is being said, what God is saying through us, through the scripture, through the mouth of his messenger, you'll be glad you did. You're going to have to give up some things, some tough things, but God will respect it. Just like he told Cain. He said, if you do well, you will be accepted. I see we have a, another comment every from Whitney. Every day you wake up with the Lord. It starts a new day. Yep. Let's re-repent. Do what he says. He says he won't remember your sins any longer. And just to give a little preview, I'm wrapping it up here. I see we don't have any other questions um, other than uh, Whitney. We do appreciate you for the interactions. Um, we have to make sure that we have the foundation. We talked about the foundation of the gospel before. And, we're, and we talked about being born again last week. And it's kind of tying into the second doctrine of uh, being baptized. Um, just like the rest of that verse said, um, the 38th verse of the second chapter of the book of Acts, when Peter said, repent, he also said, be baptized in the, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That's what baptism is for. And that's what we need. Those are the two main things. Be born again of the water and the spirit. Jesus talked to Nicodemus. He was the ruler of the Pharisees, ruler of the Jews. So we definitely need both of those because I know it said so many times that all we have to do is confess that Jesus is our personal Lord and Savior. Peter confessed it. Jesus even gave him the keys because Jesus say, who do you say? Who do people call me? Who do people say I, the son of man, am? And they said some say you're Isaiah. Uh, John the Baptist that was his cousin some say you're, you're Jeremiah or one of the other prophets and then Jesus said who do you say that I am and Peter said thou art Christ the son of the living God and he said blessed are you Simon Barjona because you didn't you didn't hear that from man 
that was a confession right there, but he still had to do other things. And we can take it to the, I believe it's the, around in the fifth chapter of the book of Acts. When we come to the eunuch and Philip went down to meet the eunuch and it said he preached unto him, Jesus. And then the very next verse, it says the eunuch said, here is water right here. What doth hinder me? What is stopping me to be baptized? And then Philip said, if you believe you may, <laughs> and the eunuch, he gave a confession. He said, I believe that Jesus is the son of God. I believe, but he wasn't saved at that time though. He still had to go in the water. So I'm going to end it right there. Uh, witnesses cloth in Christ's righteousness. Yes. Put on the whole armor, the whole armor of God. Too many of us only has, have the helmet. <laughs> we only have the, the breastplate, but he says, put on the whole armor because without the whole armor, we are no match for the devil. So, going to end it right there thank you so much Whitney for your many comments we definitely appreciate you tuning in and interacting with us and I would like to extend the invitation out to you as well as anybody else who may be listening um, we do Bible studies via zoom every Monday and Wednesday 7 p.m. Central Standard Time so if you want the link to those meetings please feel free do not hesitate at all to get to get that link and to join us, we'll be more than happy to have you. We have a group of dedicated members who, as I like to say, are on fire for Christ and are definitely in the minority because whenever we have those, you know, we could be anywhere else. We could be playing basketball, we could be playing pool, and I'm not saying that anything is wrong with that, but they chose to not do anything that may be fun to them to learn about God. So again, if you want to be a part of those, definitely Hit us up. Our inboxes are always open, and that and that goes for everybody. So, as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. There is always reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another message coming straight from God. You guys be blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you got something out of the message. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks, who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always. Music